Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. You know him from Bleacher Report and The Athletic and the founder of thejumpball.net. It's Mo Dakil. Hey, I've never been considered an extra special guest. Just normally oh, special. You, this course. is great. Of course. <laughs> of course you are. Thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, and you know, doing it remotely. <laughs> I know we're in, we're in new times. I think this is how all shows are going to be done for a while. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's wild because the last episode we recorded, which will be a few weeks by the time. Oh wait, no, this is coming out this week, right? This is coming out this week. Okay. And then we recorded an episode we p- last week. That's coming out next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our last episode, we, we were kind of in a lighter mood and making a lot of jokes about coronavirus right. that are now very feel very stupid you weren't uh, the only stu- ones you weren't yeah. the only ones just just let's just be clear about that yeah with how serious shit has gotten since then i mean i've been freaking out all week um th- things are really serious i mean i if anybody is listening to this and thinks it's not a big deal, like feel free to reach out to me. I'm sure by the time this comes out, it's going to be fucking wild. Yeah. Right. Well, just, you know, we don't have enough tests, folks. Like, let's just look at it that way. Yeah. That's that's, the big issue. We're not testing. There's lots of undiagnosed people walking around. um, And you got to protect yourself and your family. I mean, it's the most important thing right now. Yeah. Stay home. Listen to us. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash yes. your butt. <laughs> Please. <laughs> By the way, all things you should have been doing before all of this. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the butt's not really related. We just want to encourage that. Yeah. It's just but a- who knows what's going to happen next. So let's just keep it. <laughs> I mean, people are buying all that toilet paper. I mean, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Down what's there. going on with y'all? <laughs> I don't know. But I just, I was just saying I bought a bidet today because I was like, I just don't want this to be an issue. I mean, I listen. I grew up in an Arab household. Like bidets mm-hmm. were normal. This is normal. Yeah, you, you had a little. We had a little. The, the tool that you would use to garden plants, we had by the toilet. Like this is. Oh, yeah. Like we're fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it, a good solution. We have running water. Everyone yeah. will be okay. You yeah. don't need to stockpile toilet paper. <laughs> no, I think we're okay, guys. Unless you plan on TPing houses during this when you get bored or something. I don't know. Maybe but, they're all like, just making forts and like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're not far from like a- enough quarantine, and I'm going to start doing some really goofy stuff in the house. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about Rudy Gobert. Oh my yeah. god, um, <laughs> the way this blew up in the NBA is so wild. It felt like I was watching a movie or something. <laughs> Just yeah. like the NBA was talking about delaying game or playing games without fans or moving them to random cities, like the kind of shit that they were like concocting was all over the map, and then. And then just the report of Rudy Gobert was diagnosed, came out, and it was like, okay, we're shutting this whole thing down. I think that's what it took for them to kind of... Take it seriously. Yeah, to to say like, okay, this is actually worth the financial cost. Because, right. because yeah. like everything is money at the end of the day, right? Totally. totally. Yeah, all these decisions are coming down to, to money. I mean, that's... that's I mean, the fact that uh, they had a disclaimer going into the Chase Center saying like, you're coming in here, but you're putting yourself at risk mm-hmm. right. that you might get uh, coronavirus. Like we're not liable. I mean, that's a money thing right there. That's for right. sure. And then played two or three games with those signs up. Like that's yeah, absurd. You know, uh, 
the the Gobert thing was crazy because I was watching that game. I was doing uh, I was set to do the Daily Ding, a show we do at the Athletic, recapping the the games that night. And uh, I'm texting uh, Zach Harper, who I'm on with, and I'm like, "What's going on with this game? Like, what you know?" And as soon as the referees ran into the locker room, I was like, "Oh, they're not playing this game tonight." And then mm. you know, then everything started to, to trickle out, and then it just. I mean, and here we are. We we, yeah. we have no games, and and across every sport, right? Yeah, it really. I think it kind of like that. That was like the first domino, and then everything else just kind of followed suit. And I think like I do feel kind of bad for Rudy because he's been getting a ton of like Flag. anger, yeah, <laughs> and yes. like you know, I what he did was not smart, <laughs> like touching all those mics or whatever, and but. Obviously, he didn't know that he was infected at that point. And he, and didn't. he was in the same position that everybody, like, he right. wasn't the only one who was like, this is silly. Yeah. You know? Right. And he wasn't like, oh, I think I have it, so I'm going to fuck people up. Like, yeah. he was just joking around the same way that we were joking about it less than a week ago. So, I, I feel bad that he's getting, like, people absolutely shitting on him and he probably will never get over it because people are not going to let this go. Did you see his Instagram post? Yeah, and he, yeah. <laughs> he, he apologized, right? Yeah, he said, I want to thank everyone for outpouring of concern and support of the last 24 hours. I've gone through so many emotions since learning of my diagnosis, mostly fear, anxiety, and embarrassment. Yeah. which is, And then he goes on to apologize and saying, like, I'm sorry I endangered any, anyone and if you're not taking this seriously yet, you really should be. Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell also got diagnosed and he posted on Instagram, but his, did you see his caption? It was like very uh, snarky. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me pull it up. It was like, uh, one second. I mean, it's just rough right now being Rudy. Like yeah. everybody's slamming him. Everybody's For coming. Sure. We don't even know where he got it from. We don't right. know. You know, there's a possibility that Donovan Mitchell passed it on to him. I mean, right. you, right, of you course. know, there's. there's he said, the, okay, here I have his post. We're. Um, maybe he edited it. We're all learning more about the seriousness of the situation. Hopefully pe people can continue to educate themselves and realize that they need to behave responsibly both for their own health and for the well-being of those around them. Yeah. It's, there's a little snark in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's definitely some, some, some anger behind that. And I mean, it's filtered into that locker room. I mean, the, the reports coming out from like Woj and everybody saying like, okay, there's, there's like a rift now between, right. <laughs> between Rudy and the, the rest of the locker room. Like that's, I, know. I mean, it's pretty intense in that sense. It's like, it's, I, it shouldn't be on his shoulders alone. No, because everybody, I mean, listen, I know teams that, you know, like I know coaches and, and, and players who broke protocol to say hi to me at games. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, it, it's funny. Like we had the whole media distance six to eight feet away. Yeah. And then after the press conference, you know, I get a big hug from a coach. It's like, huh. right. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, we're not supposed to be doing this. Like, right. you mm -hmm. know, and, and so it's not like crazy out of the realm of possibility. You, you, everybody just kind of reacted to this differently. Obviously, we wish, you know, Rudy maybe had taken it a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. But this was going to happen at some point, right? Like yeah. somebody else was going to get come down with it or test positive with it at some point. Like it's just it's all over the place. Right. How are you feeling? Because I had you been at a lot of games, you know, leading up to this? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I go to a bunch of the Laker and Clipper games and things like that. And it was funny, the Friday, that weekend where, you know, LeBron kind of reemerged, you know, and they beat the Bucks and the, and the Clippers, you know, it was interesting seeing more and more people with masks on and, and right. things like that. And, you know, media members coming with Clorox wipes and, and wiping down their station before they sat down and things. And I'm like, oh, these are actually all good measures that people are taking. I'm yeah. constantly hand sanitizing. Staples Center did a good job. Hand sanitizer was literally everywhere. That's um, great. What do you guys think about the fact that they managed to procure all those tests for all those people and like out of the blue, it seemed like. Yeah, and like Rudy Gobert gets his test results quickly. Right, they, they test like 60 people at once. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that like... Meanwhile, the whole... L- LA County is doing like 70 tests a day. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of problems with this. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the tests come from? Yeah, well, I like mean, from what I understood, the NBA had been telling teams like, get ready, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and, and start loading up. And I think uh, Jeff Zilget from the USA Today kind of wrote a piece talking literally about the tests. And I think the Oklahoma... The, the state of Oklahoma or Oklahoma City was ready with about 100 tests, in, you know, per day. So, mm-hmm. um, fortunately, they used 60% to check right. out the Utah Jazz and, and the media members. You know, there were yeah. a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, you know, Tony Jones, Andy Larson, um, and others getting tested as well to just make sure because they're all in close contact. So, mm-hmm. it is a little bit absurd that they were able to come up with 60 tests pretty quickly. Yeah, it is. And it's just like, I mean, it is what we know, which is that if you have enough money, you can get a test. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's just it watching people that have the symptoms and want to test not being able to get it is just like horrifying at this point. I'm kind of glad that it happened. <laughs> like, I don't mean I don't mean I'm glad, you know, Rudy and Donovan Mitchell got sick. I'm just I mean, like, I'm glad it t- that they finally made that decision to stop playing games, first Mm -hmm. of all. Mm -hmm. And then I think it had a ripple effect throughout other sports. Right. So the NHL, you know, um, suspended their season. NCAA. NCAA. I just heard today that there were some college football games happening, which I was like, wait, what? That seems crazy. Yeah. Spring football. This is that time of year, the uh, springtime. And it's not. It was not canceled. I mean that I I'm get I got secondhand information, so I'm not sure if like people were in the stands or whatever. But still, like just That's let's insane. just stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> let's we, just make sure everyone's safe, including these poor college kids playing. Yeah, sports. yeah. I see what you're saying because it definitely like people. I think him rudy getting diagnosed was like the start of people being like oh this is not a joke yeah we need to like take this seriously yeah yeah it it was on people's doorsteps and the fact that all of these sports have been basically suspended or or hiatus i mean they're canceling the ncaa tournament which is huge yeah uh granted they took a lot of arm twisting i think for the ncaa to get there right uh you know but like that's such a big thing I, i really think once that began to happen, everybody sort of s- sat up and was like, oh, this might be serious. And, you know, the the president has made two big speeches about it, not really doing a great job calming any fears. 
uh, as that's yeah. kind of ramped it up a bit. I, I, we don't want to get into po- we won't get into politics, but just that's led to more and more people going like this is a lot more serious than I think we we took it that we sh- that we should have taken a few weeks ago. And right. I think now, and I also think it's kind of unfair. I think some people are like the league should have been doing this four eight weeks ago. I'm like. Man, four weeks ago, I wasn't even thinking about this. Right, like right. it, like that. I think, you know, if you told me four weeks ago they're suspending the season because of this, I probably would have looked at you like you kind of acting crazy. Now I'm like, right. yo, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, it would have been the right call, but nobody would have understood it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's so. I, I think they're everybody's acting with the information they have now. And it's easy to look back and go like, you should have done this a long time ago. I should have, but nobody had that understanding. But still, even now, it's like we have these examples happening in China and in Italy and Iran. And it's like, pay attention to what's happening because it's the same thing that's going to happen to us. And we we can learn from them. But people are just like not really looking at it or caring about that. Like we have these models in place. And actually, there's, there's so many good articles that are like, you know, they use the, the models in China and Italy to then predict other situations based on what policies are, t- you know, being made. Yeah. And so it's like we have experts, we have models of right. like what's happening. And all of them are saying, stay home and don't do shit. Don't <laughs> go out. So uh, it's really interesting that like even now there's people not heeding that advice. They're it's it, they're not they're not going to understand it until it's happening to them and or, or their friends right. or family and that's like sad because we can prevent that we could I mean maybe now it's too late because yeah. we're yeah well we're let's just, go we're back just to all, we're just we're just we're just all morons <laughs> yeah we're just too dumb to be well I mean there are smart people and scientists that are telling us exactly what to do and then the the general public is just yeah, like yeah, I, I'm fine I hate to bring it to a very silly point but. There's a line from the movie Men in Black where where, (laughs) only I'm going to bring up a movie from 1990, whatever. I love it. This is exactly what this show is, by the way. (laughs) So no worries. Tommy Lee Jones is sitting with Will Smith and Will Smith has just learned that there are aliens among us. And (laughs) and Will's like, yo, you know, you got to tell the people, like, why are we hiding this? And Tommy Lee Jones just says, a person is smart. People are dumb. Yeah. You know, and I think it's what it comes down to, you know, single people, rational people, very smart. When you group us all together, we're morons, you know, right. and, and, and you can just see it by the fact that we all shouldn't be grouping together or anything like that, but we're all going to stand in line to get into Costco. Exactly. That's what I was just <laughs> yeah. thinking about when you yeah. said that quote, because I was like, I I was being very rational about about everything. Like I was like, okay, this is, I've read the CDC website. I've read, I've looked at the like Johns Hopkins website. I'm like being very rational, taking in real information. And then like all of a sudden I was like, I need to stock up on supplies, which is also a rational thing. But once you get in the um, grocery store or wherever, and you see all these empty shelves, you're like, I'm grabbing whatever I can. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 that's not what you should be doing. You should be thinking about this very, like, you know, logically where it's like, okay, I'll get some beans, you know, like those will last a long time. Like don't grab toilet paper and like have two shopping carts full when you have two people in your family, you know, like right. 
chill out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, see, you see the empty stuff and you want to do like supermarket sweep, right? Exactly. And like run down with your hands to start throwing everything in your cart. Yeah. I just, I mean, I get the panic because I'm at that point now where I bought a bunch of stuff and I'm still like, I don't feel like I have enough. I mean, who knows how long, but the thing is like the grocery stores will be available. Yeah. There's not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. So there's no need to like really freak out that much about food and, and like and let stuff. them restock yeah. their shelves. Like, I, th- I think that's the other thing too, is like, there's been such a run on stuff that yeah, now there's no hand sanitizer or Lysol anywhere, but it's because people are like hoarding it right. like crazy people. Yeah. As soon as right. it hits the shelves, someone comes up and dumps it all in their cart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how um, a bunch of players stepped up. I'm not sure who the first one was. I think maybe Kevin Love, uh, but a bunch of players stepped up and said that they were going to donate to um, pay for the salaries of the arena workers and yeah. um, at this point, I think Mark Cuban said that he was going to do that in Dallas. Um, I, have, I have the current list here. Great. Um, I was just looking so for So right it. now, there's 11 teams that are saying they're going to cover um, the hourly wages. Wizards, Cavs, Hawks, Raptors, Grizzlies, Pacers, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Rockets, Warriors. Um, and then there's other ones that are like trying to figure it out. Um, working on a plan or whatever. But as far as players, we've got Blake Griffin, Giannis, and Zion, and Kevin Love, who have all like decided to pay out of their pocket to support right. these players, which like I think is so admirable and great, but also like it shouldn't be coming out of their pocket. It should be the 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 team. Like there's no reason why Zion, who is a rookie, should be paying <laughs> the salaries of at like the concession workers. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I like that Mark Cuban right away, I think within the first night was talking about how we're going to take care of these yeah. these these people uh and across the board. I think everybody's doing it one way or another. I think some of these I don't know, maybe some of these places have they're unionized. I don't know. I saw somebody s- saying that. I don't know for sure, but like I- I'm sure that would make things a little more difficult and mm. how you do this and 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 whatnot but everybody's got to be thinking about these are the people most affected but as you said like the players shouldn't have to do this you know yeah. zion's on a rookie deal i know mm. he makes a ton of money and things like that but you know yeah, what? compared to us but <laughs> yeah not compared to his peers yeah and and you know but like Giannis shouldn't have to do this kevin love shouldn't you know and blake and all these guys you know they they all don't have to it's nice that they're willing to do it I actually would be really annoyed if teams are like, oh, they're doing it, so we're not going to do as much. I'm like, no, you should you should do it full board. And whatever the players decide to give, consider that a bonus for those people. Right, uh, right, you, you, exactly. You, you know, you, you should be fully committed because these people basically represent you guys at every game. You know, they're – listen, there are people at Staples Center. Look, I used to work with the Clippers. Like, I, I know so many – of the security guards and the the I'm going to shout out my man AB in the press room who who handles all the uh, media allowing who you know the food and who can go and who can and whatnot mm-hmm. you know he's been there for twenty something years like wow. they, they if he's not getting taken care of I'm gonna go nuts you know yeah. and that's the, that's somebody that every team should be thinking everybody has a guy like AB or or others in their organization that work in that arena. So I'm glad they're stepping up because that was a big concern. 
But it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it drives me nuts when it's like the players feel like they have to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. The, these owners are like billionaire Billionaires. owners. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think it worked for Kevin Love because I feel like the Cavs after he did that, we're like, we'll, we'll do it. But we still have Zion, Giannis and Blake Griffin who are just like, okay, cool. I guess it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> just me and my money. Yeah. These articles are so crazy because they're always like Zion is paying for all the employees at Smoothie King Center or Giannis <laughs> is playing for all the employees at Pfizer Forum. And I'm like, what about the Pfizer and Smoothie King? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. They're like, we don't want to be any part of this. It's, it's, it's nuts, man. This, this whole system's kind of crazy in that, yeah. in that sense, you know, but at least it's, this does make me feel good about like this is the league like at least they do band together the players get it and understand you know i've i got to work with blake and you know i i'm not surprised at all that he's immediately poning up everything i've seen as zion is like man he just looks like a great kid oh, so i'm not sur- he seems awesome yeah and and that's going to be great and then you know i'm very pessimistic about these dudes cuz they all tend to break my heart at some point <laughs> uh, but i hope that stays and, and, and all these guys Giannis is, <laughs> you know Giannis, all these guys i hope they it, it just makes me feel good about the league at least the guys in the league who we're covering yeah. that are for the most part are like just good dudes hey guys we have another all-star review for you today this is where we uh read some of the nice things that you guys say about us in your apple podcast reviews this one comes from Sean TB or Shant. They made basketball fun again. They got me back into basketball after years of not caring. Very fun people and their transition effects are flawless. Flawless. <laughs> That's a big compliment to big producer Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy is uh, really into Gabe, I guess. Yeah. But thank you so much, Sean TB, uh, for your review. If you guys want us to read your review, you can just leave one for us on Apple Podcasts and maybe we'll read it next time. Let's actually get into your background. I We could talk forever about pandemics and <laughs> do we want to yeah we are changing this into a pandemic central podcast yeah, let's yeah. have some fun guys let's go this is corona town now baby <laughs> um so how let's go all the all the way back before you started when you were a baby when you were oh, born okay well then Fresh i came out, out fully womb. grown <laughs> um how did you get into basketball yeah, it's it's really a very funny and kind of random story in the sense of I I've always loved basketball, but I didn't play in high school or anything like that. I didn't hit my growth spurt in high school till like my senior year. So I was like five foot four for most of my, my my teenage years. I went to junior college, Santa Monica City College, and needed a one unit class to be considered a full time student. So I take this basketball class. I'm like, all right, whatever, we'll play basketball shower at the gym and then you know go about my day not with no plans of getting into basketball as a career or anything like that and the class is taught by an assistant coach trevor schickman and he basically just announced says hey the team needs student managers we're practicing from two to four uh it's work steady we can we can figure out ways to pay you and things like that if anybody's interested I coincidentally had a huge gap 
because I was so bad at planning my class schedule that fall, <laughs> you know, that like I literally had like an English class at like noon and then a math class at like six. So wow. I had this huge, massive gap, which originally I was like, great, I'm going to do all my homework and everything there. And then decided to throw that all away to go be a student manager <laughs> at Santa Monica with the basketball team. And, and, you know, it wasn't long and this was just a hobby. And then eventually, you know, six months in, I looked looked at Coach Schickman, who's who's really become an older brother to me. Uh, I just looked at him and go, yeah, no, this is what I want to do now. And, and I mean, his first reaction was like, no, it isn't do anything else but this. Um, he was trying his very best. And, and, and then, you know, and then I was like, nope, I've decided. And he was like, okay. So I did that. I transferred to UC Irvine from Santa Monica College, worked for the basketball team there. I transferred again to USC, uh, worked for the basketball team there, got an opportunity to work with Neil Olshay one summer, uh, preparing guys for free draft, uh, yeah, prepare them for the draft, doing these workouts and things like that at a small school, St. Monica's High School in, in Santa Monica. And so I spent a summer doing that with him, got to work out Jason Capono, Carlos Boozer, and I'm showing people how old I am because <laughs> uh, those those were like pretty decent big names back then. Yeah, that's cool. And then, yeah, and then that's, and then Neil eventually becomes a director of player personnel with the Clippers and brings me in and that's, so that's, that's how it all happened. <laughs> That's so cool. So you, when you uh, started with the Clippers, what did your job entail? So I was a video room intern working mainly with the personnel department. So I did all the, I put together all the film for scouts, for uh, whoever we're potentially going to draft and things like that. And we were, this is right after the Clippers had made that playoff run um, and lost to the Phoenix Suns in the second round. So we were in the midst of competing for a playoff spot, but at the same time preparing for the draft because we might be in the lottery. So my my job was to make sure Neil, Gary Sachs, uh, Jason P. and Betty, make sure our guys all had film ready to go for whenever they went on a trip. They were able to watch these guys before they went on trips. And this is kind of before Synergy and and – it's kind of crazy, like before DVRs became a regular thing. So we're breaking these games down off of DVD and, and making DVDs and doing this whole thing. It was a, a whole process behind it. But that was my main duty when I was with the Clippers. I actually wasn't around the team that much because we didn't have a practice facility at that point. Mm. So I worked out of Staples where the, the main office was, but the team practiced out of a Spectrum Health Club in like Redondo Beach or something like that. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, and, and so like I basically rarely saw the team except on game nights, you know, to the point where like some of the assistant coaches would, would always ask our head video guy, who's that again? <laughs> 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 you know, what's his name again? And stuff. So that's kind of how I started. And then eventually once we got the practice facility going, I, I got more involved with the team side of it and, and, and with the guys and things like that. But that was how I originally started with the Clips. Did you grow up in Southern California? Yeah, I'm an L.A. boy. I'm a, a, a Valley boy, a Encino man all the way. <laughs> uh, that's that's where I'm recording right now. You, uh, do you to we the ease the juice? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I that's my that one movie. Encino man reference. I hated that movie so much. 
<laughs> but I've I live on the it, block. I, I live on the block where the Karate Kid, like the his girlfriend's house was. Oh no! So, way. Wow. <laughs> so he's so always did, just caught the Karate Kid house. <laughs> did you grow up like as a Lakers fan or a Clippers fan? Yeah, no, I grew up a diehard Laker fan. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I was all in. I mean, as a young kid, the eighties. Magic Johnson, James Worthy, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like when your name is Muhammad, you're going to gravitate towards the other guy with the name similar to yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, you know, I grew up diehard Laker fan all the way, you know, up until I started working for the Clippers, because then it was like, all right, this is kind of awkward, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it, it's it's funny. It's like people are like, you're still a Laker fan. I'm like, no, no, not anymore now. You know, once you start working for a team, you're a fan of who's cutting your check. Yeah, right. (laughs) You can't be wearing the Lakers jersey to work anymore. (laughs) No, but I had an intern who kind of did that. Oh, no. Like, he, you know what, he he went to the finals. as He was an intern with us, but he went to the finals. And I remember, like, other people within the Laker organization who knew him would text me every now and then going, like, your boy's showing up in, like, a Nick Van Exel jersey. (laughs) Like, that's not a good look. I go, like, ain't nothing I can do about this. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are you, so you're currently, um, would you consider yourself like a fan of the Clippers still, or are you more of like just following the league as a whole? I follow the league as a whole. I mean, I also worked for the Spurs for a couple of years. You know, I'm, I'm just a fan of the league and I love good basketball. And, you know, I, th- it would be a lie if I didn't say like, I'm rooting for the people I have personal attachments to. Right. But I'm also objective and I try to be be fair about it. But like, gosh, like everybody I worked with in San Antonio is a head coach now. Wow. I mean, you know, like who? Coach Coach Budenholzer with the Bucks. Oh Coach uh, Bud. <laughs> coach Bud. And it's great. Every time I see him, he's hilarious. He just starts cracking up after every press conference and sees me and talks to me for like five to ten minutes, you know. Cute. Um, coach Brown uh in Philly. You know, he took me to Australia. I worked for the Australian national team because of him, you know, and, and, you know, so we have a lot of ties in that sense. And, you know, we, we catch up whenever Philly's in town. Uh, James Borrego is the one who brought me to San Antonio, head coach at Charlotte, you know, and then there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of guys I worked with who are assistants all over the league. So it's, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 I'm rooting for those guys. I want all of them to do well. Coincidentally, when they play each other, then it sort of sucks for me. <laughs> do you have any um, like fun player meeting a player stories or work or playing against a player stories? Oh, God. Playing against players were, were, was was like the toughest thing because you, you want to know you want to find out how normal you are play against these guys like you know i'll play pickup with people and i'm pretty good in in pickup games and things and i'm rolling you know we're the 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 office gets together and we'll hoop and we'll all have our our stuff but then it's like mo we need you to play three on three with chris paul grant hill (laughs) ryan hollins roni turioff and it's just like okay and you know you go up thinking like i'm thinking like i gotta lay up this is great I'm, I'm about to score. And then you just see Ryan Hollins without jumping, just his hand come over and just take the ball and look at oh you like, God. what's wrong with you? And, you know, or or the best stuff was like, like Roni Turioff is a competitive dude with all his heart. And, and, and he's got so much fire. So he starts yelling at me for not being at help side, you know, and, <laughs> and, and, and Grant looks at him and just goes, Roni. 
Dude, Mo's like 5'10". <laughs> he was at help side. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, he, what's he going to do? <laughs> you know? So there's just all of those things. But I guess my my big moment, I guess, the best I ever was, was I had to go one-on-one against Chris Paul and Chauncey Billups, like their first workout back after the lockout. Oh, wow. So to kind of just frame it, the NBA had a lockout. I was out of a job. I was with the Spurs, you know, and, and my contract had run out. And rightfully so, there's no reason to re-up me when there's there's no basketball. And they tried their best to help me find a job. Um, but I was stubborn. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay in the league. I'm not going to go to college. So I spent the entire time just basically working out. I was in the best shape of my life. Mm. I get a job with the Clippers immediately after the NBA announces the uh, we're starting back up. And then we, we get Chris Paul. We sign uh Chauncey but we claim Chauncey Billups off of waivers and so these guys are coming in for their first workout and the entire front office coaching staff is there and there's a guy Tim Gergerich I'm not sure how familiar you guys are this is deep in the basketball bag but he's an old old man but he's like the grandfather of player development and he's like him and I are trading off and like Chauncey's running off a screen and we're pretending to guard him and he's trying to guard these guys and and you know he's an old man you know and, and eventually i just jump in i'm like i got it coach and i'm i'm in good shape i'm feeling great we go through a two-hour workout we're basically we're doing i'm run, getting runoff screens then it's chris paul coming at me one-on-one from the top of the key right after him then it's chauncey billups and then it's chris again and it's back and forth for like two hours and you know it was a great workout guys are awesome they all leave and like one of the assistant coaches walks up to me because I'm this is a new staff now. This isn't the old staff I used to work with. It's under mm-hmm. Vinny Del Negro. And one of our assistant coaches, Dean Demopoulos, walks up to me and goes, man, bud, that was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. That was unbelievable. <laughs> you were able to hang with those guys for like two hours nonstop. That was amazing. And I'm like, yeah, coach, I'm ready to roll. I can go again. And he and, 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 and he walks away. And then I just collapse on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> I think I, I just say, laid there for like 45 minutes. <laughs> that sounds so exhausting. Like they got to take breaks. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was what I said. <laughs> but I also, if I got my hand on a ball, I talked so much trash. Oh, I'm oh, sure. And it was rare. But whenever <laughs> I did, I'd be like, I shouldn't be able to touch. That's a steal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be able to touch that. But no. I mean, I've, I had great runs. I had a great time with like Jamal Crawford and I would play one-on-one after practice all the time. Uh, you know, I, I was lucky to be around a bunch of great group of guys. What was Jamal Crawford like? One of the nicest human beings I've ever been around. That's what he seems like. And And to be fair, like I was in Australia when we signed him. I was working with the Australian team and I learned a lesson because i totally made a judgment just based off his game that like man this guy's probably annoying as hell he's probably a jerk of some sort or anything like that right (laughs) we go in the training camp and and i didn't interact with him much at that point or anything and it was funny we're playing a game in vegas a preseason game and my birthday actually coincides with grant hills we're both october 5th and you know, the team does a whole thing for Grant, happy birthday, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Um, we we go to Vegas. We're getting ready for this game. And like 
three hours before tip, I get a call from Jamal saying like, hey, can you come to my room? And I'm like, yeah, man, what, what do you need? Do you need me to bring you video or anything? He's like, no, 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 just come to my room. And I'm like, okay, this is weird, but okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> want to kiss you? <laughs> yeah, 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 who knows? You know, I'm a cute guy, maybe, who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, I run up to his room and he gives me $300 in chips. Oh, like, hey, man, I heard it's wow. your birthday, dude. Like, go, Aww. you know, after the game, man, go have fun. Like, That's uh, you so know, cute. you know, and I was just like, dude, like you just got here. I barely have interacted with you. But like, you know, that's just how great of a guy. He was just so generous. And, 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 you know, I absolutely love him. Great, great dude. Great human being. What a sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. That's adorable. Uh, Do you have any negative player interactions that you would tell us about? (laughs) No. If you don't want to tell us, it's okay. You don't have to, but. (laughs) No, no. Like, we we didn't. To be honest, I didn't really have any that I could think of. Maybe I've blocked them out of memory. And, and spent a ton in therapy to make sure they never kind of <laughs> come up again. But like a lot of times it would just be things like I would be frustrated with their play, you mm-hmm. know, or something like while, while breaking down the games and, and yeah. things like that. But I never had uh, negative stuff, you know, it's fun times. We talk a lot of trash. I mean, my buddies know not to talk trash to me because I've been baptized by an NBA locker room. So, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the shit talk you hear in there, it's just, you're not, you're, you, 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 like, I just, my friends just know, don't come at me. I'm going to come at you guys a lot harder. <laughs> Is so. there something funny that you heard? Of, you don't have to say what player, but if you do want to say, we'd love to hear it. But is there something like funny uh, in the shit talking realm that you ever heard? God, there's so much. (laughs) Sorry, we're like springing this on you. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of it just kind of goes with like the, the the trash talk is generally, and this is just within the locker room. Like, man, you're wearing this, like, that's crazy. Like you look like an (laughs) idiot or things like that. Like one of the best examples is, you know, Nick Young joined our team. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. midway, you know, we traded for him and things like that. And that's where Swaggy P started to kind of become a thing. Mm-hmm. And he'd come in wearing these loud Versace shirts and things like that <laughs> and stuff and like always doing these things. And and like I remember before a playoff game, he comes in with this hideous looking shirt. And and he he, he him and I go back to the USC days. Mm-hmm. Like I was a senior when he was a freshman. So we've known each other for a long time. Oh, wow. Um, you know, or, or, or interacted with each other. So he just goes, oh, man. One of these days, man, I need to hook you up with my stylist, man. You need to get yourself a stylist. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was just like, and this is like a few guys are in the locker room at this point. I just look at it like, you're, the stylist picked that shirt out? He's like, yeah, man. And I looked at him and was like, man, you need to fire your stylist. <laughs> and then just walk Amazing. out. And I just hear the whole locker room just go, oh. <laughs> That's so good. Gabe just Gabe just pulled up a tweet from him. Uh, he says, people are scared of the coronavirus, but go raw every day. <laughs> oh, God, Nick. Yeah, that's, but that's Nick. That's exactly. I love him. If you just read that to me, I'd be like, yeah, Nick probably wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I mean, it's the insight we need right now. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah, analysis you know, these these are details. For. These are details. <laughs> um. This is something that we ask most of our guests. Um, if you were to kiss a player, who would you kiss? Oh, wow. Okay. This was and this why? Was an and why? Inter- interesting question. Okay. <laughs> and why? I've not put a lot of thought into this. Mm. Um, are we talking current players? Can going back? Like, what are we? You can Any, go back, anybody. actually. Yeah. yeah. All time. 
right, all right. A lot of judgments are it probably going to be made off of this. It doesn't have to be romantic, you know? No, you no, can, it's just a kiss, yeah. right? Just like, yeah, whatever, you know? Yeah, like I a mean, bro Magic kiss. and Isaiah kiss each other on the cheek before the finals. Like, ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Um, gosh. You know, somebody had actually asked me that in a tweet once. And I, it, it, I think, uh, or they asked me which clipper I'd kiss. And I think I, I just went with Paul George. He just looks like he's put together well. Paul, yeah, Paul George is very stylish and he's, like he's hot for yeah. sure. Yeah, I think he's got like the whole thing going. So I think that's probably who I'd go with. I would say Lou, but you don't. I mean, man, he's got like five girlfriends. I don't know. I what know. That's too you, much. You don't want to be in that rotation, especially yeah, in I'm these not, times. <laughs> I'm not a roster guy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be the number one. Yeah. Oh, number one and only. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I saw him tweeting that he was, he seems kind of annoyed that people keep bringing that up, but like. It's fascinating. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You like, can't be annoyed I, when you... Did you see his tweet to, to Nick Young on Christmas? No. Oh, man, Gabe, I hope you can find it if you got a chance to search for it to quote it. But he's Nick Young was basically like, what do you get your girlfriend for, for Christmas? Oh, and yeah. He, and he basically said he was about to just get his, his dick oh, <laughs> It was like, like a, a mold of his penis yeah, or something, yeah. right? Gabe yeah, is not I didn't even know how to say it, that delicately. <laughs> You know, I was like, how do you, I started going into this going like, oh, you stepped in it now. How do you say this nicely? <laughs> no, I remember that. It was like, yeah. it was like, get your, get your girl a mold of your piece or something like that. <laughs> and like, then they you? kind of had like a back and forth. Oh yeah. It was Nick said, which one is worse? Me asking my woman for a blow up doll or her asking me for a dildo? Pause. Not your regular sized one. <laughs> Um, and then Lou responded and said, get your joint molded and give it to her <laughs> what I'm doing for mine for Christmas. LOL. <laughs> I want one of those. I mean, I just want to, you know, I want to see what he, what's going on. Well, you know how like porn stars will sell like right. a mold of their penis as like a dildo. He yeah. should do that. <laughs> yeah, he should. He would make so much money. Every I mean, NBA star should. Yeah, I mean, really, a lot of NBA <laughs> players could. We've stumbled on our billion-dollar idea, guys. Oh, my God. Let's start this business. <laughs> I'm going to call the NBA after we're done recording. You want to make this some money? This is going to be it's something you can get on Fanatics. <laughs> right. Like, you guys can sell this remotely. You don't have to be in season. I have a, I have a money-making idea. We're all locked up right now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> oh man we've gone off the rails <laughs> we always do yeah it's kind of how this show works we're oh boy very stupid <laughs> so you spent a lot of time in australia huh i did I how did. how was it like any any good like term do they have like different basketball terms or anything that you uh found interesting well the uh other places that kind of have a british alphabet sort of thing they don't say they don't say the letter z they say Z. oh right right so like it was funny we were trying we're in a practice this is one of my first practices with the team and and coach brown's like guys we need to come up with a term for when we want you to foul which by the way every coach should just yell out foul right right it's a normal it's the easy thing the other team knows you're going to do it anyways um but my genius idea was like oh just yell out zebra and they all looked at me and they're like, if you're going to be here, it's zebra. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Zebra. <laughs> Just the amount of times like I would, uh, you know, 
become the video guy. So like you, you would do little title slides before clips or things like that. And, and offense is spelled with a C at the end and not an mm-hmm. S, right? And and I would spell it with an S. So somebody would always yell out, is somebody going to get Mo to spell this correctly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just used to be like, because you know, I'd just be like, guys, I'm right. All of you are wrong. That's the American way. So that's how we're going. <laughs> we're going with what I got. <laughs> So, You're right. That uh, is the American way. <laughs> it is the American way. And, and the truth is, though, I've never had more fun with a team than with those guys. Aww. I mean, they they immediately from the first meeting when Coach Brown was just like, Mo's with us. Okay. He's, he's going to be our guy. He's going to be with us for the next three summers doing, you know, all the way to the Olympics. You know, he's going to take care of you guys film wise, whatever you need. He's got you, blah, blah, blah. And they just immediately were like, all right, he's one of us. And they they all took me in. And when we would have breaks in between camp, uh, you know, it, it was hard because these guys get to go home. And it's like, I can't fly to L.A. and come back. Like, that's the entire – that was my, <laughs> my entire break. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, like, guys would always make sure I had somewhere to go, somewhere to oh, hang out. Cute. Um, our captain, Matt Nielsen, who, who is an assistant, I think, now with the Austin uh, – with the Spurs G League team in Austin, you know, he was always, you know, great. He had me stay at his house for a week, you know, with his family uh, and, and stuff. So, like, you know, it, it, the, the camaraderie and, and, and brotherhood you had with that squad was something I never felt, even with NBA teams. And, you know, it, it, it was really special and unique to this, to this day. Like, when Utah comes into town, like, I know I'm spending 15 minutes with Joe Ingles after the game just talking. And Aww. he's going to be late to the bus and everybody knows it. And it's because him and I are catching up. <laughs> and that's that's the end of it, you know. And, and you know, he's... he's jingles, <laughs> as we call him. <laughs> jingles, right. Yeah, you know, or Patty Mills or Aaron Baines or any of the guys. Like, I get a chance to, to catch up with these dudes, you know, that, you know, like Baines is a great example. He wasn't in the league when I started working with with team australia neither was joe and and they they've kind of come over and it's great i remember being on the phone with our front office going like yo joe ingles is an nba player we got to bring him over and we just i mean the money wise just didn't make sense he was going to make more money in spain for another year than we could offer him but like these are just ties you have with guys and and they're all great and it was really it was the hardest work i've had to do because it was just difficult without all the equipment, but mm-hmm. it was the most fun with those guys, man. I love those guys to death. Oh, I love hearing that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I want friendships with everyone. I want to be friends with Jingles. <laughs> yeah. Well, he still doesn't answer a text message. Like, let's just, well, I give I'm him so a hard try. time. I always tell him all the time. I'm like, Joe, you know, we can like go to dinner. <laughs> you know, like we can we can meet for lunch if yeah. you respond to a text message, and he's just and he just looks at me, and goes, "I know, but you know, I'm not good at that." And I'm like, I, 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 "You know what, Joe? I know you're not, and I appreciate you for that." So Aww, he's a busy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. So, um, so you know, in light of the lack of games, we have decided to. Watch some classic games, and um, we're going to be watching movies. We're going to be watching uh, that golf show. <laughs> that <Steph laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. We're going to be doing lots of stuff. If it's even a little bit basketball-related, we will cover it. And honestly, we'll take anything that's even a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
we already covered high school musical yeah, on here and so that's pretty much as far as we could yeah that right, was a huge here we go <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um i already posted on twitter and instagram asking for suggestions for classic games you guys have been awesome um please keep them coming if you want or you can always email us at hi at dunk.town or you can call us at 903-420-dunk um feel free to call that number and just let us know how you're feeling um you know yeah these are hard times we're all in this together we're Tell here for you what you're doing while you're quarantined at home <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what you want what you want to see from us um you know we have always talked about doing classic games and we've never actually had the time to do it so this kind of works out and we know you guys are stuck at home so you have to listen yeah <laughs> mo do you have a classic game that you're like this was like this is a must see I mean, one game I I absolutely remember is the Robert Ori three to beat the Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. in that in that game where the ball gets tipped out and he hits a three, and you know like the if the Lakers lose they're going down three one and this is in my Laker fandom days right like I'm a diehard fan yeah mm-hmm. and 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 watching that whole thing unfold and Ori hitting that three. It's it's just it's, it's actually so funny in the fact of God I really have some dumb stories. Um, <laughs> nobody in my family really watches sports. Uh-huh. You know, like my older sister does, but she doesn't so much anymore. And at this point, I, she was living in Missouri with my brother-in-law. Whole other story for another pod. Um, <laughs> but I'm in the house by myself, and you know th- this three happens. I go completely berserk, but have nobody to celebrate with. Oh no. <laughs> I jump in my car, and at this point, I'm working at a small movie theater in Encino, like an art house. And it's mm-hmm. relatively empty. And there are days where I'd be bored, and I would just go hang out there on my off days, like, level. And so I'm like, that's where I'm going to celebrate. Literally park the car, and I'm sprinting down, jumping, running around, screaming, going nuts. Our projectionist <laughs> comes running down, because he had been watching it upstairs, and he hears me. <laughs> He comes running down. We both jump into each other's arms. I'm like, oh, my God, Amazing. this is great. Cute. But it was such a fun game and, and and things like that. So I think, you know, that's that's a classic one for, for me. Sure. Uh, you know, that, that RE3 that probably broke a lot of people's hearts in uh, Sacramento. <laughs> I think a few people mentioned the Sacramento Lakers, um, yeah. you know, little rivalry that was happening then. So we'll definitely be for checking sure. that out. Yeah, and uh, definitely the most recommended game was the Michael Jordan flu game, which, right. <laughs> you know, we, we'll watch it. Don't worry. Everybody's going to do that one. Come on, guys. Let's <laughs> I go see the obscure. I'm glad that you said something else. <laughs> we got to go with the obscure a little more. Oh, these are memories, right? Like, yeah. you know, this is this is the stuff we enjoy. I mean, I could talk about the time I fell down the stairs celebrating Derek Fisher's .4 shot. I mean, there's... <laughs> <laughs> There's all sorts of crazy. Were you okay? I was fine. I, I actually popped back up and continued. There's something weird about me, guys. Like I get excited and I just gotta immediately run. <laughs> I'm, we're learning this about you. Yeah. I got a lot of weird quirks. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'll take the, uh, that note. <laughs> Start running. Start running when I'm excited. <laughs> all right. Um, next week uh, we have a an episode we already recorded covering the 1994 classic blue chips starring Nick Nolte and Shaq. Um, So watch it and listen to us talk about it. Yeah. Or don't watch it. You'll get all the vital information from us. (laughs) And you're not going to get any Corona information from us. I don't think we talked about it at all. I think we might've talked about it a little bit, but we'll, it'll, 
it's not it's in the past just right remember that it, yeah it will seem <laughs> it will seem ridiculous by that <laughs> point um so cool so let's get into our mail basket you've got mail <laughs> thanks gabe leave that in there please <laughs> is that do you have the actual sound effect or is this how you do it every week we know we have we have ha- ha- we have one but we, he's not using them he's i'd rather just- i'd rather him just do that that'll be even better <laughs> i that's what i'm saying leave it in there please <laughs> uh, okay today we have an email from david k he says it might be fun to cover some nba rivalries i grew up in indiana so i followed the pacers in the 90s they would always annoy the knicks and beat them in comical ways and then get stomped by the MJ Bulls. For Knicks Pacers, you might want to cover the 1995 Eastern Conference semifinals, which has two all-time classic moments. Maybe I won't spoil it for you, but you want to take particular note of how ridiculous the endings of Game 1 and Game 7 are. I'm sure other people will mention other rivalries, but the ones that stand out to me the most would be Kings-Lakers in the early 2000s and Suns-Spurs over the same period. I should tell you one drawback of 90s basketball is the relatively lower cutie (laughs) ratio versus today. (laughs) Um, yeah, so Mo, we, uh, we spent a lot of this show talking about the cuties of the NBA and no, no, the WNBA. No, I was at Podstar. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So you, you saw us, you saw us give a whole presentation about it. Yes. <laughs> you saw our cutie PowerPoint. Yeah. Yes, I did. And I saw, I, it was Gabe who was holding up the laptop because yes. the screen wouldn't work. Technical good, difficulties. Good job by Gabe stepping up. Good it really producing. was. Thank if you. anyone wants to listen to that, um, go over to, I think it's still up at podstarweekend.com or check out the Airbuds feed. They posted the whole um, show on their feed. Yeah. Oh, little little breaking news, guys. Oh. Uh, Jeff Zilgit tweeting out, Rudy Gobert donates more than 500K to support both the Employee Relief Fund at Vivint Smart Home Arena and COVID-related social services relief in Utah per Jazz News oh, Release. So nice. add him to the list. I'm, I'm sure he was like, yeah, I got it. He's like, I got to do my part. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he feels guilty, obviously. I I mean, that's I really nice. I feel bad for him. It's still, listen, like I get everything. I feel yeah. bad for him at the end of the day. Me too. Me too. He's a human being and I don't, I like, I, you know, is a mistake we all could have made. Yeah, we were Easily. all kind of in his same you know, not everyone, but most people were in his same mindset at that time. So, yeah. right, poor guy. But, but let's get back to the question: who, okay. who, who are the cuties of the '90s? Is this the question? Um, well, actually, we can talk about that. I, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, MJ's, Kareem, maybe. Well, that is an '80s cutie. <laughs> oh, okay. '80s cutie, right? MJ's got to be right. You know, we watched Space Jam last year, and he's very handsome in it. He's handsome, but I don't think he's a cutie. He's a mean guy. Because he's a jerk. Yeah, cuties Uh, have to be nice, too. (laughs) Okay, so you don't have the bad boy element. Okay. Well, they can be bad boys, but, like, soft on the inside. Yeah, they're (laughs) the sensitive bad boys. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be honest. I I think you guys are right. I don't think he's soft on the inside. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, He's hard as a rock. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, Hello? No, not like that, Anastasia. Come. Down. <laughs> should have known not to trigger you <laughs> let's see god now i'm drawing blanks on who was around in the 90s all right gabe you want to pull up some do a search for 90s nba players let's see if we can find some cuties I mean, ray allen was a cute i mean allen iverson but do we consider him a 2000s cutie yeah, or? he's like early 2000s is yeah. where i place him honestly um Young Charles Barkley, I, I look, I'm from Phoenix. I 
always will have a soft spot in my heart for Suns players. But when he was really young and he just had this like baby face. Um, so I'm, he, I'm, I feel like. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Um, I don't, this isn't working. I don't know who I, any of these people are. <laughs> <laughs> scroll right, scroll well. back up, Gabe. <laughs> No, sorry, we were, we're looking through the Google search, Mo. No worries. It's just like pictures of guys, but I don't know who they are. I think Reggie Miller, he's a handsome guy, and I don't think I've heard anything mean about him, right? No, he, he, you know, he seems to be a very nice guy. I've never met him, but he seems to be a nice guy. Although he went to UCLA and I'm a USC guy, so mm-hmm. he does get a strike there, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, John Starks, John Starks, cutie. Oh, let's look him up. I don't. <laughs> oh, you know, you know who's a cutie? Anthony Hardaway. Mm, oh yes, we yeah, just watched him we, in Blue Chips. He was in. Yeah, we were just talking about him being a cutie in that movie. Yeah, yeah is he a nice he, guy? John Starks looks like a cutie. Yeah, I think. I, I well, John Starks, I think is. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then he has that element of choking a lot, so you'd have to cheer him up a bunch. So I think that'd be your. <laughs> We're looking at a photo of Michael Jordan with his tongue out, which is weird. Okay. Gabe Googled most handsome 90s players. We're looking at a list now. David Robinson. Look, I don't want to be biased in the Suns way, but what about Dan Marley? He's, I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about him. But yeah, I no, that wrong. works. That works. Dan Marley definitely could definitely qualifies, I imagine. Yeah. There might be doubt. <laughs> Well, I, no, I'm I'm just gonna have to do some more research. This is gonna have to be a whole pod. You guys are gonna have to, yeah, really devote more time. This is this might be a more than that. I've derailed your show quite a bit today. No. no, this is great because then when we do a classic game from the '90s, we're gonna have to do all this, you know, do right. research who's, and figure out who's totally. a cutie, who's not. Exactly for sure. All right, cool. Again, if you want, if you guys want to reach us, you can always email us at hi at dunk.town or leave a message at 903-420-DUNK. And uh, yeah, we want to hear your suggestions and your thoughts and feelings. And uh, if you're having sadness, anxiety, yeah, you can email us. If you're having anxiety, you can talk to us. We are also having anxiety. We've we got trip tricks and tips on uh, how to deal with anxiety. So yeah. maybe we'll post some of those. And we want to like explore maybe trying some stuff like potentially like doing a live stream or something i don't know maybe that would be a fun way for people to hang out i don't know we gotta figure out the details we're all just home hanging out yeah (laughs) you gotta stay connected i I just got an iphone so i can do facetime now hell yeah nice perfect i don't know how to do any of that yet but uh when i figure that out we'll we'll... send you a little tutorial (laughs) (laughs) please somebody help me (laughs) Mo, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, just check out the the stuff on Bleacher Report and The Athletic. I guess the best thing to do is follow me on, on Twitter or Instagram, uh, Mo Dekeel, M-O-D-A-K-H-I-L underscore N-B-A. Uh, you can, I always just, you know, I'm very happy to self-promote myself on there. <laughs> cool. Mo's a great follow and read his articles. You'll yeah. love them. Yeah. If not, just click and scroll to the bottom and give me the points. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Um, Anastasia, is there anything you want to plug? I do. Um, Agata and I have started plugging things that we just have in, been enjoying. 
And um, I've actually got two things, if that's okay. One is a Netflix show called I Am Not Okay With This. It's based off an, a comic book by Charles Forsman. Um, the comic book I have not read, but now I'm super excited to read it because I absolutely love the TV show. And then my second thing is... Yogi Tea has this honey chai turmeric <laughs> tea that I'm really enjoying right now. And it's been rainy outside and I'm just... Why am I drinking this black tea? <laughs> Could be having that. <laughs> well, I'll give it to you after. Right. <laughs> it's, it's very tasty and helps with inflammation. So... <laughs> Boy, are we inflamed! <laughs> um, all right, for my for me, I want to I want to plug um, this app I use called Headspace. Um, we're not sponsored by them, but it just is a it's a meditation app, and you just like check in daily and take some time to like not be scrolling through Twitter and freaking yourself out. And I think like it's going to be really important for everyone to prioritize doing stuff like that and like taking a break and focusing on your mental health because we're going to be trapped. <laughs> it's going to feel like we're going to be trapped and it doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't need to be like where you just feel anxious all the time. Right. Like you need to like come up with a plan for things that can help you um, kind of control that and, you know, stay mentally healthy. Yeah. And I've, feel like you're gonna be home you're gonna have time why not schedule in some meditation yeah. in there yeah and like uh yoga like you can do Ooh. you can do that from youtube or amazon there's a great youtube channel called yoga with adrian yeah it's free she's great check it out yeah and just like scheduling stuff like that so you're you don't just feel like you're living like groundhog day or something <laughs> uh it's important gabe do you have anything you want to plug yeah. Um, now more than ever is the time to be using that library card to get e-media. Yeah, uh, that's smart. Check out uh, e-books and and uh, videos. You can use this Canopy website to watch movies using mm. your library card um, for free. That's great. If we're all going to be home. Yeah. Just don't get any of the stuff I was going to get. <laughs> that's but a great e -media, idea. If it's e-media, you, you can't. It, it's like shit. I don't. You, you Sometimes can't. it still only yeah, lets like you licenses and stuff. Yeah, they only do oh. like ten licenses of this one popular book. So right. everyone's oh. trying to get Twilight at the same time. We got to yeah. open that up right now, guys. We got these licenses. <laughs> yeah. People got to allow us to do a little more here. Yeah, totally. definitely. Yeah, I I know that the the libraries in L.A. closed. Um, hopefully that doesn't affect. The no, e they said they're still doing e-media. You just can't go into a branch and okay. check out a book or anything. All right. I will check that out for sure. All right. Thank you again to our guest. Yeah, and thanks, Mo. This was oh. this was a fun, great chat. Thanks really guys for having me, on. man. This is this is this is it's actually perfect. You got kooky cooked up Mo <laughs> sitting at home for a few days, so it's kind of perfect. That's a great Mo. We're glad we got him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All the um, Mo's are great, to be honest. All of my <laughs> other personalities are all pretty fantastic. <laughs> all right. Thank you to everyone, uh, every one of our cutie listeners. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I am on Twitter at Echo underscore Mint and on Instagram, Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both as Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website. It's dunk.town. 
If you like the show, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps us, and we really appreciate it. We have t-shirts, stickers, and hoodies available for sale at dunk.town store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for all of your design work. Thank you to Andrew Clotworthy for our original theme song, 